Hello and <laughs> Hello and welcome to EastEnders Weekly. <laughs> Hello and welcome to EastEnders Weekly, your officially unofficial weekly podcast where we talk about everything EastEnders. <laughs> we certainly do. Um, uh, I can't stop laughing. I know, we, we were talking about the stories we're talking about and uh, we may just uh, discuss what we had just discussed a bit later on, but um, it made Ben chuckle. Oh, yeah, I've got that thing where you can't like, not <laughs> you can't. stop laughing. Um, so we're discussing the episodes that were broadcast between the 27th and the 31st of May. <laughs> Hold on to your seats, kids. It's going to be a hard one. Yeah. <laughs> so a um, hard one. <laughs> Don't start that. I know. I'm sorry. There's just so much going on this week. Congratulations to the soap that won the British Soap Award last night. Because when this comes out, we Emmerdale. So you reckon it's Emmerdale? Yeah. There's a lot of talk about Emmerdale. I think, uh, yeah, Emmerdale's a safe bet. But is it, I think next year is an EastEnders year. Mm, they deserve it. They've done really well. And speaking about how busy this um, like week has been, it's got me really excited because you know the Beck storyline is kind of like a B side storyline. Not really a massive storyline, is it, really? Well, I think Bex. it was meant to be like the big storyline, but it got overshadowed yeah, but... by a huge storyline. <laughs> yes. Casting a big shadow. Um, but so, it just got me excited because there were so many like reveals this week of like Cush, no, like Martin finding about Cush and that relating to Cush and Cat and then that relating to Arthur and then like Rainey showing a picture of Stuart and then that ricocheted into Callum and Stuart and Whitney and it was like all this massive like after effects and it's just for this little B-side storyline of mm, Bex mm. like running away. How exciting is it going to be when Shianu is revealed? Well, yes, I know when that gets like, dumped onto I the... I know, because it was so explosive. Like there was like... Like when they were talking in Dot's kitchen and there was like, you said this and then, oh, that person said this. And mm. What, you said that? And it got me thinking, my God, just imagine about when it's going to be Shianu, like, is announced. And well, that's these it. Thousands of storylines is going to... So that got me really excited. Really good this week. Really how it's good. all, like, intertwined with yeah. each other. Um, There was uh, someone commented on Twitter to say, this is a soap that has found its feet again. This is the soap that's... Which I've said months ago, has confidence. And they've mm. got confidence in it again. They're, and they're, they're doing those little it. things. Remember when we said how we wanted them to, like, two people talking and then the camera, like, moves over and then two mm. people are continuing a, a separate thing. They did that a lot this week as well, like in the Vic. And when Martin stormed out of Dot's house after yelling at Kush, he walked past Karen and Mitch, and then Karen started talking about That's another right. storyline, and Sharon walked along, and it just went straight in. Yeah. So like, all those little things we wanted. Yeah. Well, the, realistic, again, it's a community. There's a community. The square is a group of people that mm. live together. It's not just separate yes. entities. And they're everyone's... reacting to what other people yeah. are doing. So, mm. yes, very good. It's been a, yeah, but it yes. really has been a, such a great week. I said, <laughs> you're still laughing. About <laughs> yeah, that I'm sorry, I can't stop. We need to um, discuss it. We will discuss it. Um, just to say one more thing that this was the f- first week in probably I don't know I want to say in a long time but I in a way I feel like since we started the podcast where when Friday's episode ended I wanted it to be like a box set I wanted Monday's episode to be you. there ready to watch I yeah I it right on top of you next I did <laughs> I wanted it laid on me but it was quite the um revelation at the end of the week mm. um so we're going to go into the beginning of that storyline where we're going to start off with a Jay and Lola because they did have a storyline that was gripping mm. I've got like less than 10 words written about them basically they're doing that thing again where ruby is jealous of jay and lola and she sees them like 
hugging but gets like kind yeah. of the wrong idea it's been building up to this for such a long time because obviously when lola was working for ruby ruby was deliberately being awkward to her all the time making her do really silly errands yeah, making her... even that even happened is yeah, she still we... working with her no no because she flooded the flat oh yeah of course so uh <laughs> so ruby but ruby has held a grudge toward lola since then um mm. and before then as well and wants the reassurance from jay that she in her that she and him are a couple and they're a relationship and they're happy and jay basically says that she felt sorry for lola and that's why he kissed her mm. but then did he kiss so he just hugged didn't he like oh like hug her and that's what she no said. lola he kissed lola oh did he yeah in or the club just on the cheek oh wait when oh sorry what are you talking about when jay, was this? jay and lola long ago oh long ages ago, ago. yeah well, but they're still talking about that again yes that's what ruby's upset about no she was upset because she saw him hugging her in well, the market later it? on but that jay said that the reason he kissed her was because he felt oh, sorry right. for her so this was it all stems down to yes yeah, so it all goes back to that night in the club right um but then yes as you say jay then had talked to lola because lola was upset because billy had a go at her um and so she was crying in the market mm. and jay was a sympathetic shoulder and and they, you know, once he spoke to Ruby and they had it out, they hugged. But then there was that very rare double look over the shoulder shot. Oh, yeah. Where... They were both like, we agree, we love each other. They both yeah. hugged each other and then looked like upset or like yeah. worried. Well, Jay, Jay looked like to me that he well, had lied and that he didn't kiss Lola out of pity. And uh, Ruby looked like she was not quite believing what Jay had mm. said. So, yeah, a very rare, indeed, a very rare double shoulder, double betrayal shot. So that was probably the peak of their story. But more importantly, we have Callum and Whitney moving into a flat. Yes, which Jay gave him the keys to above uh, the funeral parlour. Mm. They finally found an occupant for it. All the storylines, the people who live in this flat end up amazing. Because Les's storyline was really shocking as well when he was dressed up. So... Yes, amazing, but always cut short. Mm. Like, they never seem to go anywhere with them. Hopefully, this won't be the case. I know. I'm so amazed that we predicted this slightly. Well, we we didn't slightly predict it. You 100% predicted this. I must say, it was a bit like when you were, you were shooting fish in a barrel a little bit. Because <laughs> you, you, were, you were presuming that a lot of people were going to turn gay. You thought Grey was going to turn gay. No, I Gallim- did go back on that in the end. Mm. After I knew Grey a bit more. <laughs> But no, yeah, we saw that look with Whitney and Ben Ooh, again and Callum a few ages, months, ago, months ago. Yeah, when Ben was reintroduced and he gave Callum a look. And uh, as Ben said this week, he could smell out queer anywhere. <laughs> so wait, wait, let's go from the beginning then. <laughs> and Callum, Callum uh, has obviously moved into the flat and as a housewarming gift to Whitney, he's bought her a sewing machine. Mm, not the best. Not really, but Whitney sees... Although it kind of comes across that Mick and Linda kind of suggested it, and then Whitney, um, Callum just went along with it, kind of. Well, and also, Whitney saw a silver lining, or Callum painted a silver lining for Whitney, because Callum remembered way, way back, about two years ago... Before he existed on the show. (laughs) Before he was even... Before he shot Mick, um, that Whitney was going to leave the square to start a t-shirt business. She told that to Lauren, didn't she? She did. She was off. But Mm. she didn't leave, obviously, because she's still there now. Because she was looking at shops to buy... She Randomly. Was, she was going to just start, you know, printing T-shirts. <laughs> That's what she, that was her plan. That was her life plan. And so with this sewing machine that Callum has thoughtfully bought her, he has now st- st- started the next step to her empire. Yeah. Of... You know who she needs to talk to? Well, of course. We Our need... businesswoman of the year, Cathy <laughs> Nitz. 1986 Cathy <laughs> with her sewing machine. She'll have loads of tips. She would. She really would. But Kathy's learning a whole new business now. Mm. <laughs> she's she's taking a whole new direction. But Wit Knits was a good name, I thought, for her new yeah, business. Yeah, but she's doing Knits. So that's not a really good name, is it? <laughs> Wits. House of Whitney. Yeah, House of Whitney. Yeah, yeah House of Whitney. Good. Top Wit. Dean of the shirts. That's rubbish. 
<laughs> Whitney Dean. Dean Duh. But um, Dean, she has no Dean idea what she's doing. I mean, she's never designed clothes before. We've never. Re- she mentioned it once three years ago, and now it suddenly came up again. Yeah, uh, that's that's what I mean. It's like it was a passing thing that was meant to be a story for her to leave, and then she was like, <laughs> "Oh no, I don't want to do that. I'll just mm-hmm. carry on working in the pub." But also, like, just one sewing machine is not really going to do much. What's she going to sew every single design on? That? Well, uh, according to Whitney, it's enough to start a small empire that she needs a van. <laughs> she needs a vehicle. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine, like, these two shirts, like, just laid on the van? Oh, yeah. yeah. Off she goes to the market to sell her two t-shirts that she made on her sewing machine. Oh, I do feel for Whitney, because it's just doomed now. We just know it's all doomed, because he's moving on to someone else. Which he, she is. Poor but... Whitney. Was, is anyone thinking of Whitney in there? The... Everyone's here celebrating the, yeah. the pride, but no one's thinking about poor Whitney. Well, no, that's true. Whitney has a very poor choice on when it comes to choosing her men, mm. and unfortunately, she may have missed the mark again on this occasion. <laughs> but not before she said to... Um, not halfway anymore. It's Callum. Oh, yeah. it's new f- man. Yes, not until I'm she... proud. <laughs> not until she said to him that she's finally happy that she's found a man that she can trust, oh, yeah. and she can, and she knows it isn't lying to her. Mm. They felt the need to remind us of that line that was on the same episode, like in a voiceover thing as well when he was crying. Well, and the I smell queer. <laughs> So that wasn't really needed. Like, I think the audience could remember that just happened like 15 minutes ago. I don't know. It, it, it's working on a, a They should have played the audience. voiceover of him saying like he was a virgin like months ago or something. Well, see, this needed is, to be reminded. This is where it all stems back to because uh, we need to remind ourselves that he was very, not very confident around Whitney mm. or women. He, Science he, voice there. He wanted, when he first met Whitney, he just wanted to marry her. There was no, like, almost a bit old-fashioned, like, almost like you're hiding something. Mm. So you just want to get into a marriage so it can be covered up. He did want a child with Whitney. He seemed very keen to want well, to... Well, that's the ideal standard, isn't it? Marry, get your kids. Yeah, yeah. I guess. He, that's just his, he He's thought that was the, the normal boxes. plan. Yeah, ticking all the boxes. And it kind of explains also why he may have felt a bit out of the place not wanting to go back into the army. Because mm. it was a, a bit too confusing a time for him. The first time round. Mm. Ben had some advice on that, how it gets confusing in the showers. Yes. <laughs> um, and also you have to look at sort of his upbringing with how we, we don't know a lot about Stuart and Callum's parents, but we do know that the dad possibly beat Stuart, but we don't know if that's Stuart true. used to defend Callum, yeah. so he used to stand up for Callum. So mm. Callum is always seen as the softer yeah. child. So it's and... like a big masculine man dad mm. who's obviously not been able to be himself around, I yeah. guess. The dad is getting introduced as well, isn't he, for yes. a brief time. He's also called... Oh, no, he's not. The newspapers reported that he was going to be called Callum as well, but it was all wrong. But I don't think we know his name yet. Oh. I mean, can you guess? Stuart, Highway, Halfway? Hugh. Hugh Highway. <laughs> <laughs> Hugh Highway. Yeah. That'd be a good name. Good name. I, I like it. As we said, Whitney wants a van. Mm. Callum is offered a van by Ben because Ben's desperate to palm off all his vehicles because they've all been stolen. Mm. And Phil warns him that if we don't want trouble around it on our manor, because if you start introducing trouble on the manor, then they start linking things to Phil and they start arresting him because Phil's always got dodgy dealings <laughs> one way or another. Yeah. So Ben's basically desperately trying to sell off things for cheap, but offering them to, offering a van to Callum as if he's a mate, as if he's a friend. Mm. And he also keeps doing like slide digs about him on the swings, like with the bottle as well, like if he wants to hurt himself. Yeah. Doing the kids' playground and stuff. Yeah, don't do it at the PG. Catty, catty remark. But he also reassures Callum by saying, you know, your secret is safe with me. So do you think at this, at this, when he's selling the van, when he's having this conversation with Callum, their first kind of full interaction, do you think Ben knew then? And so he deliberately wanted to push him and push him until yeah, the think, secret came I think out? Ben must have had like a 
an idea. I don't know mm. how or why. Like <laughs> that thing of him smelling <laughs> smell queer. I mean, yeah, we're gonna get to this in a minute, but that scene was really intense. Like some it people it came out of nowhere. It, it, well, so did Ben, apparently. <laughs> I mean, it did sound like Ben had kind of, you know, <laughs> produced. Had, it looked like he'd. He had was, a good time. He really did, on his own, without any help or interaction at all from anyone. I mean, when he met the uh, hitman last week, well, he had a very similar... he gets off on it, doesn't he? He does. He seems to get off on this power trip mm. that he has over people, like this violence that people put toward him. Whenever anyone's violent or a bit you know, snide toward him, he, he just, he starts the kind of, doesn't he? Does his, old, his eyes go in the back of his head? He does, he, does, he rolls his yeah. eyes. I mean, Callum is in a new suit, so. I mean, the suit suited Callum it. as well. That was a hot suit for Cal. <laughs> and it, his hair's all done. It, the good hairstyle? Yeah, he's good. Where's his hat though? He's missing. <laughs> Last scene in the minute mark. I mean, I'm hoping we're going to get an, another message from him. It won't be this week, unfortunately, no. but uh, maybe next week we might hear from Halfway's hair. For another Harvey's hat is recovering from the news. <laughs> oh God, yeah, he's gonna be very shocked. I don't think Halfway's hat father. is homophobic, do you? No, but it's his father, so he might be shocked. Callum Sheaf. <laughs> but yeah, Ben has like this weird power thing, and I find it funny how Ben was almost mocking him, like mm. pushing him out of the closet when we know how Ben struggled. Yeah, so really struggled because he returned on many occasions knowing that he was gay, but then mm. kind of hid it every time he came back. Yeah, now he's kind of mocking. Callum. Yeah, for for the sim- similar situation. Doesn't seem very fair. But yes. Yeah, I also like how we have the origin story of his nickname now. That's good. Nice spin-off. Yes, but it's not the official origin story. <laughs> no, I don't think... Well, unless everyone knew he was gay and he was hiding it. Because, yes, Ben says that his name's halfway because he's not one way or the other. He's got a girlfriend. He's halfway so there. Like he's halfway there, but he he's living on a prayer. Yes. I'm hoping that's the whole point of bringing Lola back, was only so Ben can make that one offhand comment saying, I've got a daughter. And now Lola can leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, yes, sexual tension, firing in Lou Bill's bedroom. Firing in all directions. Mm. What would yeah. Lou Bill say? What, mm. It's all going off in well, her it, bedroom. Isn't I it? know, I know, in her doorway. So Callum gets stopped by the police, find out it's a stolen vehicle, oh, yeah, goes yeah, yeah, to yeah. Ben, wants the money back. Ben says, You're not getting it, I'm afraid. That's kind a bit of mean. Yeah, and he does it in a really narky way. He's like, oh, no, no. not having it. So then Callum slams him along the door against the door. <laughs> Sexual tension oh, yeah. on 11. <laughs> step by step. What I happens know. next? Callum's tie fell off. Mm. One thing led to another. His no. top button was undone. Or was it? Well, he wasn't very, being very formal then. No. He was really angry. And yeah, and so Ben says he slapped Ben. Well, punched him, but I would have preferred him to slap him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably bitch slap. <laughs> and yeah, Ben again licks the blood from his lip and says, mm, ah, "I smell queer." And uh, Callum quickly is very defensive and then goes running off crying. Oh, it was very good. Um, we've never seen. Um, Tony Clay have this sort of powerful scene before. I was mm. really quite impressed with him actually when he was going through the market and he thought everyone was looking at him and like things were surrounding him and, like because like girls were outside and they were laughing. Yeah, so he could he still hear of... Ben laughing in in his you know in his mind because uh, Ben laughed at him as he was running mm. away and as you said he there had was girls in the demands in his head. Yeah, <laughs> obviously, I need this, this, yeah. this, and this. <laughs> I've never had a bed of my own. Go to IKEA, Whitney, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So, yeah, very upset. And as you say, wonderfully portrayed by Tony Clay. Mm. And I think really well acted, you know, duo pieces. And also the the actual duff-duff, like the angle where they were looking at him. Do you not think that was such like classic EastEnders camera Mm. angle? Mm, It was like something like from like the classic EastEnders we've been watching when people run out of a room and they have that weird like off angle. And I was like, oh, that that put a filter over that. It could be from the 80s. Yeah. 
But um, yeah, very impressed, shocked about the outcome. Well, yeah, I mean, as you said, and it's come out, it just came out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere. As like Ben. ben. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but it did. Like we expected it. But when it happened, it did. Came we out didn't of nowhere. expect it. Felt it. nice. It, but it was a relief. <laughs> we cleaned ourselves up and cooked our tea for the evening. Yeah, shook. Lots of people were shook online. Really? No one knew it was were. happening. No. No one knew it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> but it pleased them. <laughs> How many of these can we get in on one episode? I think we should, I think, yeah, I think we should stop for now <laughs> and perhaps move on to our award ceremony. Oh, God, yeah. I've got so much going on. I know. Very busy week. Yes. Not only did uh, the Soap Awards happen last night, but today we get uh, the results of our, the we EastEnders Weekly, East Weekly Podcast, Podcast Awards. So enjoy, and I hope you agree with all the results. Hello and welcome to the first annual EastEnders Weekly Podcast Awards. And who's on the red carpet? Why, it's it's only Maisie Smith. Maisie, <laughs> go over here, Maisie. Maisie. Oh, she's ignoring me. Letitia Dean's here. She, well, she, she didn't even blink at us. She just walked past us. <laughs> Short skirt, high was, heels. Yeah, what legs though? Those legs. I know. Hmm. That's award winning in the future. Um, so we have the results from everyone because this was a public vote for all of our listeners who've been voting. You did. And again, we just want to shout out thank you so much for voting. We were overwhelmed by the number of votes that um, people cast. Mm. And uh, we, we really did think it would be, what, like a few 30, 40 people. But we were you know, excited about the idea. And we've had loads more than that. Yeah, it's good. It's been so really it's a good, good, good percentage. Good turnout. So thank you so much for voting. And uh joining in with the fun mm. so shall we begin because we're breaking this up into two parts because oh, there's yeah. so many nominations so uh the first award is best bitch <laughs> and i had to say that because as everyone who listened to it when we announced the awards bitch is my favorite word of the week mm. next year it's best cow <laughs> um but yes yeah, so we had the nominations and the short list of the three that were chosen by you were rainy cross ben mitchell and Stuart. Highway. Oh, okay. And the winner is Stuart Highway. Ooh. Because we did explain that this is also villain or dark character and mean, you know, yes. someone who's not very nice on the square. So what gained his best bitch notoriety, do you think? He had a whole year of it, didn't he? He was he did. terrorizing the Carters, terrorizing Tina, killed Dylan Box allegedly. Yeah. People thought he might even kill Dot at one point. So yeah, for her inheritance money. It was best... quite big. I mean, Ben Mitchell's on there. I suppose giving him a few more months, maybe next year he could be best bitch. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, his bitchiness kind of slowed down a little bit. Ben's bitchiness then <laughs> ramped up. And uh, so if you, you know, if you were to look at it that way, because Stuart, in the end of like this, this, uh, this year that we've mm, bracketed, bracket. yeah, we he's not really done a bit much softy, at all. Yeah, a bit doughy. Best softer. <laughs> softer character but um yeah so he de- he just definitely deserves it for his very strong come to the ground running start mm, of his villainy because that best bitch of his ended up giving him an extended contract so must mm. be doing something right and we're waiting to see if his nastiness will creep back out come through his veins because once it's set it will never leave him i'm sure it will in the future fingers crossed <laughs> so he might win it two years in a row next year right so the next award was best newbie. 
Oh yes, I liked this award as well because we had so many new characters coming in this mm. past year. Not a lot have done much, but they were there. <laughs> no, for but the they've party. come. They've been there. And the top three that uh, you guys had voted for: Habiba Ahmed, Bailey Baker, and Ben Mitchell. So a second nomination for Ben <sighs> Mitchell. Another top three. The winner is <laughs> Bailey Baker. Ooh, and by a big margin yes. too. We're not revealing the percentages, but yeah, landslide. Let's victory. just say it was this was the most convincing victory of all the categories mm. we had. Um, again, really likable character, and you can kind of understand why a lot of viewers have attached themselves to her and her story. Mm, she's very good. She's a child actor who's actually a good actor. So that's that's a plus point, which is quite rare on EastEnders sometimes. There's a bit yeah. of hit and miss. I mean, um, we joke about the child actors on there, but they've all kind of ramped up a bit. But, you know, Bailey as a character has been mm. really intriguing and interesting. And when you when she was first introduced, you didn't really know why she was there. But then when you learned about her mother, Dinah. Mm, and the young carer storyline. It's mm. something they've not done on EastEnders. So mm. it was nice to see. So she was introduced with a bit more of an interesting story rather than just a limp. And then also a very similar story like Ben Mitchell, although Ben Mitchell did get to the top three again. So I know. Very Cooling his way up. So as one in, one out philosophy as we always go on about, we have to do next the best exit, or as we affectionately called it, the Julia Smith Award <laughs> because of Julia's legacy. Oh, yes. Julia's theme. Mm-hmm. So the three that were shortlisted by you were Shaquille Kazimi, Ray Kelly... And Dr. Harold Legg. Good, strong contenders. Yes. Um, su- surprised not to see Alfie Moon there, I must say. <laughs> but uh, let's... Or Hayley. Or Hayley. That was quite surprising. Let's see what you guys thought. So the winner of the Best Exit Julia Smith Award was... Shaquille Kasimi. So that's nice. That's good. Because yeah. it was a really big story, wasn't it? Mm. I was holding out hope for Dr. Legg. Seeing as he was an original. It was know. incredibly close. And... Um, I don't think we're spoiling anything by saying that it was pretty much them two the whole time and one kept getting ahead of the other. So it was always between Dr. Leg and Shaquille. Mm. But no, it's not, I mean, it was the biggest storyline of last year, wasn't it? The Shaquille storyline. So. It, it was. It was publicised very heavily and it was heavily researched and done well. I mean, some people saw it as a bit of a... Uh, tragedy porn for the soap but I think it was done really well and it's really mm. put EastEnders back on the map and I think it's helped them along or we'll, we would have known by the time this is released but as we're recording this it's probably helped them with their British Soap Awards as well. Yeah, well they've got nominations which is yeah. the difference. <laughs> well, yes, exactly. <laughs> last year. Last year they weren't getting nominations at all. It was a very dark story, it was a very impactful, powerful story. They did a one-off kind of episode where they had people to his mm. funeral but we'll talk That's about that later, a bit more yes but and and it was performed incredibly well by Shaheen as well and uh, I think he you know he pulled it off perfectly him and Zach Morris I think they both it was, mm. a, it was and a Bonnie two, Langford and Bonnie Langford the too. aftermath was yeah. just as harrowing as the actual um, event yeah but, I yeah. must say I was surprised not to see Bonnie or Kamal in the top three because obviously these are categories where it's the character rather than I know. the actor I was very surprised not to see Carmel in the top three on this one yeah it's a shame I mean Bonnie was campaigning to vote but she was she retweeted come on you horrible lot she wanted this award she wanted the <laughs> EastEnders weekly podcast <laughs> annual award who wouldn't though eh and it's just she's gonna have to come back isn't she yep she has to come back and try Best to come back yeah, yes so our next award is Hero of the Year. 
Mm, and there's, there's been a lot of heroes on the square this year because there's been so much tragedy. Um, and the nominations, or the top three that you had voted, were Bailey Baker, so a second nomination for her, Keanu Taylor, and Jean Slater. Ooh. Right, bold mix there. Yeah, all again, all kind of like the the head of their story. Mm. And the winner is Jean Slater. She's oh. our hero. Oh, she's my hero as well. Absolutely, I'm so pleased that she won this. Um, especially she, you know, even last month when she had that storyline with Sean and the cancer story, when she really was heroic mm. of her. And all last year with Haley and mm. the Slater, she was like the head of the family. She was. The hero of the year, wasn't she? She was. She is the head. To me, she's the head of the Slaters. I mm. really do. I think she she keeps them all in line, even when they think that she's the weaker one. She doesn't. She's not the weaker one. She's the strong. She's always consistently the mm. stronger one now, and they won't allow her to be it, which makes her even more of a hero because she doesn't demand boast. It. She doesn't demand it exactly. She doesn't boast that she's like the top dog of the Slaters. She just mm. quietly lets it play out among her and she just quietly puts the pieces in place i mean a fun fact on this award at one point jack branning was winning that is true he didn't even make it to the top three in the end but um (laughs) yeah jack branning i mean again these came out around about the time of the tiff story so i suppose it might have been quite fresh in their minds he was ending all storylines wasn't he in heroic fashion he is he's just the storyline killer isn't he He (laughs) but the award went to gene so deservedly yes very much i'm very glad by those results So that was the first half of the results and we'll be back later to carry on with the second half, such as Miss Wolford. Mm, And Mr. Wolford. (laughs) So stay listening for that. Yes. Well, I'm looking forward to part two coming up in a minute. But first, we've got a multi-layered storyline. And by multi-layered, I mean Bex, Kush, Kat, Sonia, Martin, Ted, Rainey, Stuart, Callum, Max, Jack. Am I missing anyone? Louise, she was there around. Whitney. Whitney. Whitney was there. It was all going on. All these characters involved in one storyline. And that is all about our Bex. I know. The whole world. She's the nucleus <laughs> of this week's EastEnders. Well, everyone seems to be related to her. In some way, like even Jack and Max are related. I can't remember how or think why, but they are. They're concerned, aren't they? Let's work this out. Sonia's Sonia's granddad oh, yeah. Sonia's is their dad. Uncles, yeah. So it's so it's her, like her uncle. Kind so of. it's her great uncle, Beck's great uncle, maybe cousin. Maybe <laughs> cousin. Aunt Aunt Max. Aunt, yeah, Auntie, Auntie Max. I mean, one thing I took away: one, Ted is getting involved in gossip. Good old Ted. Yeah, he's listening to everyone. He was exhausted at the amount of work he had to do this week. <laughs> I love him when he ran into the pub. Two outside like, scenes, <laughs> an inside scene. He was, he was like, uh, and he was like, what's wrong, Ted? And he was like, I had to work. I had to do some work. I had to act. It's nice <laughs> to see long... Ted. It was, bless him. Yeah. It's a little gossip, isn't he? He's he the is. new dot. He's kind of hiding behind bushes and seeing <laughs> things happen. Um, And also, sort of Stuart's redemption arc, is this now complete? Are we now meant to, that's it? Yeah, because he's been allowed into the Vic. He's been allowed into the Vic. Mick hasn't forgiven him, but no, he's but allowed him, him to have a drink. Mm. This isn't the first time Mick's kind of let him to have a drink. Oh, yeah, but... but this is the first time he's not poured a drink onto Stuart mm. and allowed him to do it. The only ones who still still don't trust Stuart is Tina and Shirley. Yeah, and Shirley says she'll always spit on him. <laughs> she did. Um, even Tina kind of said, "I'm going to give up." Kind of. Well, and because move on. Kathy said, "You know, you've got to look in the future. You've got to look mm, forward." Okay. And later on, Tina has some. 
big news to look forward to. So uh, keep listening to find yes. out. Uh, we had some amazing scenes this week with um, Bex and Kush because she has gone like quite delusional how she thinks that she just lets herself into Kush's flat. Yeah. Said, he's having a shower, so she assumes he wants me to have a shower with him. Mm. It's very assumptuous of her. <laughs> well, and also she had ADHD pills and alcohol. So her mind's probably yeah, kind of flying around everywhere. She did start her dirty flirting with a YouTube video this week. Oh, yeah. Because we've realised that Kush now has an online oh, presence. No. Online personal trainer, like Te- the body coach. For free as well. Do you reckon he gets any ad revenue uh, for his videos? Oh, yeah. I've watched him hundreds of times already. <laughs> I know you have. I'm subscribed. <laughs> I liked all his videos. Um, yeah, I wonder what type of content he makes. Does he well, do cooking? No, he's not very good at cooking. He's not is doing he? cooking. No. No, just fitness. No, just yeah. He is fine at cooking as long as cat's not about <laughs> turning up the temperature to three hundred mm. degrees. And also, how quick he has a shower. Yeah, barely washed. Yeah, no wonder in, Bex got out. the wrong idea. I know. I know. But Bex was naked. Kush was naked. <laughs> she was. It was a good time all around. Both were surprised. Bex was almost instant regret. Like she, she realised what she had done wrong mm. but then, it was worth it <laughs> it was worth it just to see little kush and then who should come in cat to kind of mix up the pot mm. but cat's really quite understanding almost like she's been in a situation similar oh she's been in every situation under the mm. under the milk cart and she thing is beck's mum's been in a very similar situation with phil mitchell she has sonia yes she yeah. assumed that phil wanted a bit of sonia rough <laughs> <laughs> she was in the bed naked waiting for him when he got home mm-hmm, once mm-hmm. um so yeah not too dissimilar these yeah. two girls it's like mother like daughter <laughs> very very although similar. kush and phil you know can't really compare. oh phil had his day have you ever seen that video when he's stripping oh, with kung fu fighting yeah. yeah he looked all right there very pert bottom <laughs> didn't see kush's bottom no we were robbed of pity. we were robbed a bottom the ones where there's no awards being won. <laughs> um, so that was extremely awkward. She then thinks, that's it, actually, I need to get out of here. So she runs away with her backpack. She Did t- she take her studying books with her to get some studying done? Mm, don't think she had time for studying. Or at least she didn't have anywhere quiet to study. <laughs> My that... friend told me once when she ran away. <laughs> she was young and stupid. She said, for some reason, I took ketchup with me. Oh. Because when she was young, she thought that's what she would need. Isn't there a film like in the late 90s when like there were lots of teen movies that came out and there was about a girl who lived in Grand Central Station in America and all she ate was tomato ketchup oh, sachets. Yeah. Must be a thing. So maybe she was trying to be cool. I wonder what Bex had. Mustard. Pills. Pills and mustard. Wine. Vodka. Oh, yeah, you know vodka, she had vodka because yeah. she had that altercation with Stuart in the square, which is what Ted saw. Mm. Yeah, so vodka pills and revision book three. Yeah, <laughs> advanced. What? What's she studying? Law? No, isn't I don't it? know. She's studying everything, isn't she? Oh, I forget. She's becoming yeah. a maester on in Westeros. <laughs> she's studying it all. She is. God she... no, she's highlighting like literally everything. Yeah, she's she's it's reminiscent of my own notes because everything seems to be important, so everything gets highlighted. Mm. So I, I I get Beck's feelings. I get the way Beck sees things. And um, yeah, so she ran away to London. We saw bits of her like running around. She was almost got approached by some grotty man she was propositioned by some guy who was like she got out of there like, well she ran t- to a door and then hid behind <laughs> she runs it. like phoebe from friends yeah um and then when like later in the week she was like kind of being followed by someone in a hoodie but we're not sure if it was her imagination or not mm, it might have been her yeah crazy mind yeah. just for that moment because she was so panicked about mm. being out on the street but she to be fair we say she ran away she was gone for a day <laughs> i mean Obviously, it could have been longer, and we don't really know how Stuart knew where she would I mean, be. Doc goes missing for like eight months. No one cares. Yeah, she goes to Ireland, <laughs> not explained. She comes back. Oh, there was nothing for me to do there, so I thought I'd come back. Mm. Bex goes off for one night. Panic. Panic all over the square. Mm. 
Martin is being... You know who Martin is reminding me of, and it's not a pleasant sight? Uh, Pete Bill. Yeah. His uncle, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. He's so Pete Bill. He really is Pete Bill. <sighs> I mean, Ian is Pauline. <laughs> he is. So they kind of taken their... Ian aunt... is Michelle because he's not there. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's true. true. Kathy? Who's Kathy then? Kathy is her own woman. She is, matriarch. Absolutely, 100%. Um, but yeah, he's reminding me of Pete Bill because he's just flying off the handle. Every, everything is someone else's fault and not his. Yeah, yeah. Um, with this Beck situation. Because we said earlier in the podcast, like, all these things got revealed because they've been building up the secret that Cush wants, like, Arth- like to see Arthur more. He, she, he wants more visitation rights. He, mm. he kind of wants joint custody. Yeah. And we've got the fact that Beck, he told Martin about Beck's fancying him, mm. but then didn't tell him that she kissed him, but then Kat told them in by accident Cat leaked it by accident yes um so there's all these things that like kept piling up and so. also kush said that she was selling the adhd tablets oh yeah because he knew about the pills yeah but, but didn't he, tell them but he didn't know he didn't know that she was taking them no. to his defense so yeah, when so Bex, it's like a double secret mm, but bex also said that you know she didn't feel like she was led on by kush so this is all in martin's mind like you say this is mm. all what martin wants to put together yeah. he kind of hasn't really forgiven even though they had that big fight in the square three years ago after he slept with Stacey and it all came out. And he was like, yeah, oh. He brought that up, didn't he? A little dig. That's what I mean. He's never really forgiven him for that's it. that's what you do, Kush. Yeah. Sleep with the Slaters. That seems to be his role. <laughs> Slaters and, uh, yeah, has bears children with them. Mm. I mean, Cat can't have another. Do you reckon Cat's pregnant? No. Everyone's getting pregnant Too on many. the square as well. I know. I'm worried that Whitney's going to be pregnant now because they're trying for a baby, apparently. Well, they were trying for a baby back when it was... Mel's wedding. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a long time ago. can't be another ago. baby, please. It's been half a year. Maybe... Yeah, but, 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 but Sorry to go back to the Callum story, but... Oh, they, please Whitney, do. Okay. But Whitney tried to persuade Callum on his birthday to try oh, for yeah, a child. Lingerie, yeah, for she, a lingerie. She was wearing lingerie. She opened her lingerie, <laughs> wearing the same lingerie underneath. <laughs> the same dressing gown underneath. And... Um, no wonder he wasn't interested. Well, he wasn't interested, was he? No. He wanted to play his Xbox. He was like, yeah, come on. Go here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you see me? Yeah, shoot, shoot him, shoot him. She didn't, he just didn't care. Yeah, so again, signs obvious, were there, signs obvious. were there. Uh, we also had the secrets about Stuart coming out because Rainey took that random photo of him hugging Bex last week, mm. which that came out because of Ted and Rainey and Tina all like mixing. It was all stirring. Bowl. Everyone was giving exactly misinformation from one another. As we said, Ted saw Stuart and Bex have a fight and Bex scratched Stuart's neck. Mm. Um, so he thought that was a bit suspicious. Tina and Rainey, they Rainey shared the photograph, but Rainey instantly regretted when Tina brought it up because she's been seeing a much softer, kinder side of Stuart. Mm. And actually, she was the one who found Bex with Stuart later on yes. and defended him. So, yeah, they're friends, I guess. Yeah, Stuart and Rainey. a strange relationship, but it's a relationship I've wanted between mm. Rainey and Stuart. Speaking of Rainey, we can't forget um, Max, what he's been up to oh, this week. Oh, Max has... Uh, His one line is of prat. unhelpfulness. Well, yeah, he basically wanted to start a vigilante group against Stuart <laughs> and then Kush. He just wanted to fight with someone. Who do you think he is? Well, Tony Carpenter? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the thing is, Max seems to have a very forgetful memory of that he slept with someone not too dissimilar of Beck's age twice, Stacey and Lucy. Yeah, Lucy so, was 20, 21, I think. So not too dissimilar to Beck's, really. Well, no, and he's a grotty old man. He's not young. No, of course no, he isn't. Yeah. But it's the fact that he was like, he just just so desperate to like beat someone up, to have a fight with someone. It, 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 it comes to something where Jack is his common sense. Mm. Where Jack Jack's actually, all right, actually. He's on the good list. I'm like, yes. He's, he's keeping calm in the background. His yeah. little jacket yeah. on. But Max. He did give Callum a bit of a stare down when he was in the mm. Vic because Callum defended Stuart throughout this story. I um, found that a bit of a turnaround. Like Callum before had wanted nothing to do with Stuart. And now all of a sudden he's 
sticking up for his brother. He did soften last week, and it was bit by bit by bit. And by the end of the week, you, and you could see Stuart was really happy as well. Yeah, he talked to him. He talked to him, and mm. he found out from, I think it was from either Jack or Whitney, that he had defended Mm. Whitney says that Stuart still scares her, so that's interesting. It's good though to be a little bit scared. So it, it is, but hold think... a bit of power in Stuart. <laughs> I like that Stuart now is becoming part of the community because we were a bit worried that he was a bit isolated, like everything mm. that happened Ostracized. to him. Ostracized. Yeah, good word. He was. He was always left out from things that were happening around mm. him, but now because he's allowed into that Vic again, and slowly, obviously, in time, he'll probably be a bit more frequent there. Then. You know, he's now getting involved with more stories mm. rather than and being And Martin took him for a drink. So Martin friends. did. Martin had his tanker, tankers, yes. just like his uncle. He is Pete. That really upsets me. And I now don't fancy Martin as much. <gasps> My goodness. Revelation. That's that Martin. Yeah, take that. <laughs> how dare you? But Bex did come home eventually because we said Stuart and Rainey found... I don't know how they found her. They just found her, like, all of a sudden. Stuart said he knew where she'd be, but there was not much of an explanation for how. No. Was... Or like she was just in a random place in London, like underground. She was somewhere. under a bridge. Um, there is a tweet actually, which I'm going to read out right at the end of the show when we do the. Uh, well, someone said it looks like they were under King's Landing. Is what I saw. It does is that good. where they filmed? Who knows? What, the old sets in Ireland, Northern <laughs> Ireland. But yeah, I don't know how he found her, but he just found her like straight. Like, he did quite quickly. So that was weird. But she was having a panic attack as well because this is when she was yeah. being followed. But Stuart calmed her down. Rainy was there with him. So as I said, Rainy and Stuart, this relationship that we've begged for them to have Mm. it's just so natural for rainy and stewart because they're both so similar Mm. it just makes so much sense for them to either be so good for each other they're trying to be good but they've Mm. got that like dodgy side to them they just can't every time they try to be good something knocks them back down again and i think that them two would make such a thrilling story if Mm. they They have got a story coming up together they have dark story so that's exciting uh the last sort of part of the story once bex was back and bex sort of told Martin and Sonia, they're basically being awful parents, weren't listening to her. Stuart and Cush were the only ones who were open to hearing what she was saying. Martin's still blaming Cush. Yeah. Um, and then this whole thing about the shared parent of Arthur came out because he said he wanted to see Arthur. And then Martin said, I can stop you if I want. Which he can't. No, and it's just, it seems a bit out of nowhere, this like rivalry. But I guess they're doing what we thought of the Stacey maternity leave is somehow going to go into this yeah i don't know I how i mean it was very much like two you know animals you know bucking each other wasn't it because at one point they came really close to each other their foreheads were almost pressed against mm. one another so it's almost showing he's going to shower you know, they really do they need to calm down no like uh relieve like oh or anything like that in the <laughs> no. style of ben and callum no no but um they they the spark's not there really but they're just friends ben they're just mm. man mates. but they've broken up now i know christian martin are no more oh dear but, like, um, yeah, like it was really extreme. Chums. Like Martin was like, "You'll never see Arthur again." Mm. I was like, "Right." Well, and then, but but then, Kush says to Martin that this is the first and last time you will stop me from seeing mm. my child. He's gonna go to the courts. Yeah, I mean, it was nicely and cat on one side, Stacey on the other. So there's obviously yeah. gonna be like a cat and Stacey. Yeah cat fight they're going to take each other their, their partner's side they're men they're men yeah i mean it's been actually to be fair it's been nicely set up it's not like this has just come out of the blue no. last week obviously kush had mentioned that he wanted more involvement mm. and so it's it's kind of rumbled into this story that's what's nice of all these storylines overlapping because like the cat and kush thing isn't just like a pointless partnership it links into bex's fancy of kush and mm. cat finding out and it also now links into like Arthur and so it is cleverly done how it's all each of these little storylines like even Rainey and Stuart fighting 
like months ago when he was breaking into a house. Yeah. That's why she took a photo of him, and like that's now linked into this. It's so it is clever how it's all. It's nothing all was pointless together. or just forgotten. No. So it's good. Yeah, I completely agree. And it's it's been done so well. And again, something we've, we've missed so much in EastEnders that it's led to this big crescendo of a story this week, which has now splintered off more stories, which mm. we've not had. Normally it says, here's a story, here's a middle, here's the yeah. end. I think it's pushed downstairs end. next week. No one remembers. Yeah. Or they just repeat the same, the same, the mm. same. And they're not. There was a, as you said, there was lots of little stories that led to this big story this week, and now they're splintering off again. Yeah. It's really well done, it lovely, is. very good. Well, that's all the drama of that I can take. But we've got part two of our East Ends Weekly Podcast Awards coming up, so I hope you enjoy. Welcome back to the first annual Eastern Sweetie Podcast Awards. And we are backstage now with Cat Moon slash Slater. But unfortunately, she's had a bit too much to drink, so she's been taken away. Oh, dear. She can't comment. She cannot comment. And we've t- taken her through the back door, so to speak, because we don't want her to be <laughs> papped by the uh, press and news. And um, I also see that uh, Mick uh, is in the corner ranting about something. I'm not sure what, but I believe he's called someone... Right, no, we've got to cut to the awards now. I think so. I think it's best safe that we just carry on with the awards (laughs) and hopefully uh, the situation might calm itself down. That's right. So we're going to start off with the second part of the awards ceremony. And of course, just like last time, we have the shortlist of the top three voted by you guys. And the first one is Miss Wolford. Ah, yes. The prestigious award where Mm. they don't only win the award, but they win a crown and a sash. Yep, and a float. (laughs) And a float. The top three were Louise Mitchell, Sharon Mitchell, and Chantelle Atkins. Ooh, so a Mitchell there. double as well. Mm. I think there'll be a bit of tension in the uh, household of Mitchell later tonight. Yes, that's going to upset Phil or please Keanu, depending which way this all goes. Well, I think Keanu would be pleased if either Mitchell wins. <laughs> He's a winner in their eyes. Right, so the winner was... Sharon Mitchell. Of course oh, it is. Those legs. It's their legs. You can't beat them. Absolutely. Her <laughs> long, flowing blonde hair, her steely looks at people when they throw insults, her steely looks at people when they throw yeah. love. Her eyelashes, her extensions, she's got it all going on. Her mobile phone acting. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, well done, Sharon. Absolutely. She beat out her beaver, Icarus, Chantel, Kathy, Whitney, Big Mo. I know, she beat be some top. big contenders. And rightly so. I mean, she, that's not a joke. She is absolutely beautiful. And uh, she deserves... But it's not just win. about looks, Miss Wolford. No, it's not. She's also got the brains and the Charisma, uh, business sense. Uniqueness. Yes. <laughs> Nerve and talent. She has all four of them. And so congratulations to her. Mm. I tell you what, though, you can't have a Miss Wolford without Mr. Wolford on their arms. Oh, yes. And uh, Mr. Wolford has also got a short list of three. It has. Kush Kazimi, Keanu Taylor, or Mick Carter. He slipped in. (laughs) That's what he says to all the ladies. Um, And uh, the winner of Mr. Wolford was... It was only Keanu Taylor. (gasps) Shianu. Shianu even happened... In Mr. and Mrs. Wolford, I know. My goodness. And it, well, I mean, I don't think, was it planned, do you think? Was there a boycott on Twitter for people to vote for both Keanu? <laughs> They're just naturally the hottest, or are they just naturally... most intelligent, charismatic couple ever. Charismatic. Charismatic. <laughs> Whatever. I'm too hot to talk. I know, so am I. I'm just thinking about them two on that float. I mean, it's a tough category. 
It really was. There's a lot of, you know, good-looking men. And a year ago, you were saying how there were none on the square. So I'm sad Martin Fowler was at the top. I mean, again, if the people were able to vote from this week when uh, he was running down these oh, stairs yeah. with just dressing gown open, then that changed it all. his little dad bod would have uh, changed <laughs> the whole situation. But yes, congratulations to Keanu for winning Mr. Wolford. Yes. So they'll be on the float together later. Yes. Now, these, Where they belong. They belong together. <laughs> so... These next three are voted on the actors now rather than the characters um, for best performance, best male performance and best female performance. Mm -hmm. And we start with best ensemble performance. That's right. So the top three voted by everyone was the Mick, Stuart, Tina and Linda storyline to catch a predator. Shianu involving Sharon and Keanu. And the knife crime storyline, which was Shaquille, Carmel, Kush and Keegan. Yeah, so three of the big storylines of the past year. Let's see who won. And the winner is... They've only got the triple. Shianu! Can you believe it? Oh my god, they beat the knife crime. <laughs> it's, it's all about the grapes, Ben. It's all about the steamy relationship. I mean, we... I have a feeling they're going to be taking trophies next year as well. We loved the story ourselves. We talked about it a lot on the podcast. <laughs> it got us through the summer. It really did. But it was a genuinely intriguing story. And we really caught on to it. The aftermath of it, the fallout, is still happening now. And mm. I think it surprised even the writers and the producers of the show how much the... Uh, public have taken on board mm. this Shiano story because even people who haven't particularly enjoyed it have kind of understood it in the whole mm. method of the story yeah and even though they don't technically like it loads of people online complaining about it which in a way yeah. means you are liking it that's right it means and also draws an audience in mm. so. i want to just say it's a shame dr leg and dots ensemble didn't get higher up though because that yeah. was such a good episode but voice of the people it was one episode really wasn't it or or just a couple of episodes that story while shianu spanned a summer mm. a summer of love <laughs> the summer of 2018 yes um so next up we have the best male performance this was a really tightly contended category again everyone was number one at one point everyone moved around everywhere but the top three after the votes closed were zach morris robert kosinski and ricky champ Three good boys. The one who came out on top was Robert Kaczynski, mm. Sean Slater. I have to say I was super surprised by this. Yeah, he snuck in there, didn't he? He snuck in very much in the last minute and mm. wasn't as as much of a story as we thought it was going to be when he did was introduced. Mm. It was like a self-contained like indie film. It really was. <laughs> in a yeah. way, during yeah. EastEnders. Because <laughs> um, he sort of came in, did a week's work. He got in just on the cut-off point of our time limits as well, like just. Mm. So he was included. But yeah, he's stealing, a, stealing the win. Um, and so, yeah, absolutely. Well, well done to him, though. Again, it was a good story and it was attached to Gene. So if you think about it, it's kind of links together with Hero of the Year being Gene as well. So yeah, very well deserved. The final category... I can't believe it's gone so quickly, Ben. I know. All this hard work. I feel like we should do a memoriam now. We should uh, think about the stars. That we, yeah, the stars we've lost this past year on EastEnders. <laughs> so um, now we've thought about Joyce and raised a glass and <laughs> listened to a, a, listen, a cardigan. Yeah, and listened to our favourite song in the Vic. It's time for the final category, which is the best female performance. Cool. The top three voted for by you were... Lorraine Stanley, who plays Karen, Gillian Wright, who plays Jean, and Maisie Smith, who plays Tiffany Butcher. And the winner is... 
Gillian Wright. Jean. Jean. Mm. So, yeah, she's taken a few trophies tonight. So, well yeah, done. Very much. In fact, if you think about it, the Slaters have pretty much taken the whole award mm. ceremony. Slaters, Taylor's, Mitchells. Slaters, Taylor's, Mitchells. <laughs> um, yeah, again, we don't really need to repeat ourselves. Gillian was involved in a lot of stories, rightly so as well. And we've been saying it again, right at the beginning of our podcast, we used to say, Oh, it's such a shame they're not using Gene more. It's such a shame they're not using mm. Gene more. And they started using Gene again at the end of last year, and they've not really looked back, have they? They've just used her for the Cherry storyline with Haley, her cancer storyline, and mm-hmm. also there was a touches of her mental state dissolving as well, and she just pulled yeah, them off going. perfectly. She's got comedy, drama, yeah. all sorts. She's a triple threat. <laughs> She can dance. She can sing. <laughs> she can sing. She had the choir as well over Christmas. Yeah, and she's going to have a love story soon. So, yeah, she's hitting mm. all, all angles. Well, she her. had a love story as well with Ian Bill. Very short lived. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh. But she's had it. So, deservedly, Gillian Wright gets mm-hmm. the final award of the night. Very good. Which is the best female performance. So, there we go. Yeah. So, that's all wrapped up. It's time to go to the um, after show party. I think a few of the uh, people need to maybe get their carriage home now. Mm. I mean, it's quite the mess in the green room right now. Let's hope Hayley doesn't fall off the wagon tonight and she's all right. Take Cherry. I I really don't know. But uh, thank you for listening to the uh, EastEnders Weekly Podcast Awards. And again, thank you so much for voting. We... It, we couldn't have done it without you guys. No, it was good. So let us know what you thought of the results, if you agree or disagree with any of them. Yeah, if any uh, of the actors uh, are listening and they would like their award, we have made something. Yeah, we can send it. We can send it to you and we're more than happy will. So do do get in touch with us and we will send you out the award as well. well there you go. So thank you for listening to the first annual East End Weekly Podcast Award. Well, another year of awards is over. Another year, the first year yeah. of many to come. <laughs> so many to come. I feel so empty now. Don't feel empty. We've got a picnic coming up. I know. You know that storyline with Bex had about 21 characters and there's about nine that haven't had a storyline in that storyline. <laughs> yes. Well, those nine are in this storyline. Shock surprise. Yes, picnic. The slap, some might say. Oh, yeah, the slap. Oh, God, remember that programme? Mm. Slash book. It's oh, a book first. Oh, it's an ad- adaptation mm. of a book. But yes, it reminded me of The Slap, this kind of. It was kind of it. Something happened behind the parents' back and no one no mm. one knows who hit who. Maybe we should call it The Slapper. Yes. Uh, before that, we had like a storyline um, of the Dina Dina. I've, we've been commented at, I don't know how to pronounce her name. It's Dina. Dina. Yes. Can call her Dina then? No, no. Don't be spiteful. Dina. <laughs> it's Dina. Um, we had like the revelations of that where Mitch wants to tell Bailey how she died. Where I thought like, do you really need to tell her like now? Can you wait like a few years? Young to discuss suicide, yeah. especially your own mother. But she doesn't need to know how she no. died, does she? I don't know. I think it's Karen kind of putting her conscience to rest and just... Yeah, Mitch is forcing the idea. No, Karen's forcing it onto Mitch. Oh, Mitch doesn't want to say anything oh, right, to, okay. uh, Good. to... Bailey. So he does in the end. Mitch is being a bit lower head. Although I I know last week we said like Mitch has no right to really be such a moody moo, but he's being like this week he was really brooding, kind of like scowling all the time mm. at Karen. It's like, oh come on, Mitch. But yeah, he does eventually tell Bailey um what happened. And she cries. Dubbed crying, I must add, so that upset me. Oh dear. Took away from the emotion for me. We do like our EastEnders dubs. <laughs> but you know, Bailey said she blames herself still, but she shouldn't. Um, and she says, I don't care. I don't really care the way my mum had died. I just want her back. Mm. And there's a very, very nice so scene. They didn't really need to tell her, did they, really? 
Yeah, I, I, no, it didn't it, add anything. It's for the her. inquest as well, isn't it? So it's kind of hinting that that's gonna maybe Bailey's gonna say it by accident when they're being interviewed by the police or something like oh, yeah. that. So I think it's leading to what we found out at the end of the week, which is that uh, Gray is going to be looking after the Taylor family. Mm, but can he be trusted? Well, exactly. His top he, buttons undone now. Yeah, and he didn't like Karen, and he did make a comment saying, oh, you thought we looked up, down our noses at you, but um, do you see now that we're both on a level playing field, we're both the same? So he's he's got the trust of Karen now. Mm. So, again, it's weird, isn't it? We can't quite put our finger on what the story is with Chantel and Grey. No, I do like Grey, though. Yeah. Like when he was having a good feel, I was like, yeah. Yeah, threatening legal action. I like that. Yeah. He stood up to him. Um, we because we had the picnic coming up after this, which involved like it involved Linda and her kids. Uh, she was looking after Dennis for Sharon because Sharon was occupied. She's buying some uh, knee-high red boots. <laughs> she was off. shopping trip. She was shopping trip. Um, we had all the Taylor kids there and Bailey and like Mick was there. Was Jack and Denise there? I think they were there, like just at the picnic. I'm guessing because of Amy, maybe. I don't remember, to be perfectly honest with you. But basically, they were, they were having there a day out. A lot of couples. Yeah, they were having a day out to to help Bailey kind of forget her troubles and her woes. And just kind of, you know, on a grey, dreary English day, <laughs> they were in the park having a picnic. Mm. And Dennis gets hit in the face. He does. Not before he started winding up the kids, because he kept stealing their football and... <laughs> You know, Dennis, he's... I've, I've, I've got him... Dirty Den, isn't he? No, he's Princess Dennis. That's his <laughs> new name to me, because he is the new princess. He is basically Sharon's princess, mm. isn't he? He's mollycoddled, and he can literally get away with anything and mm. doesn't get any repercussions for it. He's been doing it for years, hasn't he? Like, even when Michelle was back, when she did... He, like, hit... He, she hit him, and then he used that against her for yeah. months to get video games and shoes and days off school. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he still hasn't learned, even since his gang with jagger this is it isn't it when jagger came around yeah and he basically was doing the same as what jagger did to him and it's like dennis doesn't it doesn't make sense dennis to be so cruel to Mm. someone but he wanted revenge because he got hit in the face and bailey took the uh blame for it why did he get revenge on the tailors does he not know who hit him in the face then (laughs) well no i guess i guess not bailey did do it because it was it turns out that it was ollie that hit him yeah the um, four-year-old child four-year-old child so i don't really know why he took it out on the tailors unless he didn't know who hit him or he was too embarrassed to say it was ollie but he's embarrassed enough to say it was bailey yeah his friends maybe because uh, even though bailey's a girl so a girl hit him and he's a magician she is oh, she hasn't had any magic for ages oh, no. that would be good you could imagine if she kicked dennis and then disappeared in a puff of smoke <laughs> you can't find me yeah, so I suppose it's less of an embarrassment to say that, but maybe he fell on the ground and, you Didn't know, when he fall, yeah. yeah, Ollie might have just kicked him in. <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine, just for a bit of punishment, you know, like you Carter do. Carter kids, can't trust I them. know, I know. Um, Ollie must have had quite a powerful kick as well. Yeah, it's quite a bruise on them. Yeah, quite on a him. shiner on Dennis. But so see, so yeah, Dennis takes revenge on Karen's two kids by throwing water balloons at them and also recording it and putting it on social media. Yes. Uh, Linda's watching this. So that the Linda and Mick storyline comes into it because she they obviously find out that their son is the one that punched Dennis and Linda's just getting a bit worried about things that Ollie's doing. Yeah, there's so been she... a few mentions like the past few weeks about Ollie's like behaviour, hasn't there? I don't know if you picked up on that. I have, I have. There's been little hints here and there, and so Linda's getting a bit worried that, and this might stem back to remember when he fell out of his high chair. Yes, because Nancy 
wasn't looking off. No, was Nancy having a fit and then he fell out of his no, chair? No, they were having a fight. Herself. No, Nancy oh, was, was having a fight with, with Lee. And right, it, the, the fight escalated to the point that the high chair got knocked down. Oh, yeah, because she like blamed herself. Yeah. they've met, She mentioned a few weeks ago to Sharon that she, Ollie likes having his toys like all in a line and mm. like playing with them. Mm. And then when he took Mitch, uh, Mitch went to cut his hair, didn't he? Well, that's right. And he... Mick said something then about his behaviour, like he doesn't like loud noises or, yeah. or something like that, wasn't it? So there's obviously some... Is linked together, Something isn't is it? Something is happening. Yeah. And they, they're teaming up Linda and Karen to have like a bit of a friendship. Yeah, a nice friendship as well. I mean, Sharon's not much of a friend, is she? She's only a friend when she wants something. <laughs> yeah, when there's a bottle of wine yeah. going. Well, exactly. We've said this before in the past. That the Sharon basically only speaks to Linda when it's an advantage mm. to Sharon. Other Same than as her that. and Mel as well. Like She only speaks to Mel kindly when she has to. Yeah, when she has to. Or I mean, Michelle, there was she a, gets a free holiday. That's what I was about to say. When they, they had that story when Michelle came back, and like there was the, the fight between Linda and Michelle, who was the better friend for Sharon. <laughs> and Sharon just kind of stood there rubbing her hands together, mm. saying, I'm the winner of this in either way. <laughs> so, yeah, Sharon's not a great friend. So Linda needed... And also, I think Linda and Karen are more on each other's level. Sharon is a bit... A bit pompous, isn't yeah. she? She kind of walks yeah, around Linda's square. a bit... She likes to think of herself as a posh bird, but she's not really. She's not, she's yeah. She London. goes down to the nitty-gritty if she wants to. Um, but I'm assuming they're doing that because obviously Karen has experience with her two kids who have special needs. Yeah. And I'm guessing Ollie's going to get some sort of diagnosis where Karen may be able to help mm. Linda, I, I'm assuming. Poor old Chatham and Riley. They had, he, they... They had one line, yeah. They did, but they also had a, quite a hard time because they had water balloons thrown at them. And Karen was very upset and she blamed herself again because she felt like that she delib- she had not purposely, but segregated them from the kind of com- by going to, not going yes. to a normal school, yeah, going normal to a specialised school. school. Yeah. And um, Chantel also said, Gray's really good at getting information. He can help. <laughs> yeah, prize them out by <laughs> pulling their teeth out. Yeah. One to one interview upstairs, didn't see it. Well, he played video games with them. Mm-hmm. He played a few car games. No mention, but I reckon it was a Switch. I reckon a bit of Mario Kart <laughs> oh, was yeah, being played. Got played Deluxe. It's a great game. <laughs> um, and that's when they found out that it was Dennis who did the water balloon. So Karen went over. She likes just barging into the Mitchell's house. She got past the kitchen this time, though. Yes. Into the living room uh, where she was just having to go. At Made all, a snide everyone. comment to Sharon, didn't she? <laughs> Woman of your age shouldn't be buying boots like that. Yeah. Hit home though, didn't it? I Sharon... know, like she was boxing them up later. Like, yeah. what was I thinking? Yeah, I know, I know. I'm so sorry for Sharon because <laughs> those boots were lovely. It suited her legs. We talk about her legs all the time. No. Nice long Keanu boots. Keanu would have liked them. Yeah, where was Keanu? He was very quiet. Oh, busy doing mechanics. Well, or as Phil says, canoe. <laughs> and why could he not pronounce his name yet? I know. It's Nor really can um, Doctor Leg or Dot. We remember that oh, from the they hospital called Kyle. Ken you, Ken you, yeah, Ken you, yeah, because we said it was a Street Fighter character. <laughs> um, and Ian can't pronounce Masood either, but he's gone now, so it doesn't matter anymore. But it annoys me when certain characters can't pronounce characters' names. I suppose it makes it a bit more realistic. I guess, but it's annoying. Mm. Well, we couldn't say. Dina. That's true. Yeah, I'm Dina. to blame. I'm just Dina. Dina. Bad. Dina. Is it Dina? No, Dina. I don't know which one is. She's gone too, so it's fine. (laughs) Good, yes. Let's just forget it. So yes, and this is when the revelations came out about Dennis, because he was like, no, I didn't do it. And he's like smarmy, smiling at himself. He's chuckling to himself, isn't he? Yeah. She knows that smarmy look from her dad and her brother slash ex. Uh, (laughs) Love Dennis. 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 Denny. Denny. He's Denny, isn't he? He, Princess Denny. But not anymore, because he doesn't want to be called Denny. 
My oh. name's Dennis. Oh, yes, because he slapped his mum. Oh, yeah, because he is yes, mum. she admitted it. she admitted it to Phil, it to Phil she later. She secret, but he barged Louise out of the way. Knocked. And her tummy went into the door. door. Yeah, so now Louise is panicking. There was a nice little line also when um, Sharon said, oh, Louise hasn't been eating. She's obviously worried about Bex, but she doesn't want to say anything. <laughs> but obviously that was a link to say that she's mm. feeling a bit morning sickness yeah. and so she's not been had such an appetite. Mm. That was a nice little link. So I didn't think the revelation that Louise was pregnant was or still pregnant, was going to come out quite so quickly. I, I thought they were going to string that out for a couple more There's weeks. so much going on, it's got to pop them out. Yeah. Well, and a baby. Because <laughs> not only was it a reveal to Sharon that she was still pregnant. Yes, because Sharon took her to the clinic. Yes. Um, at the same time, it was a double reveal because Phil was lurking around the corner listening. Yeah, I know. So much, so, so much listening you, behind all... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who's in it? Grandpa Phil, finally. Well, here. Grandpa Phil and perhaps Daddy Phil, because we know there's a... Oh. I wonder where you were going there. No, like, what? Not Louise? That. No, no, Sharon. Yes, Sharon. it's a rumour. I don't know if it's really... Has it, is it confirmed that she will it's be not pregnant? confirmed. It's just a rumour. No. I yeah. don't know. And it, it, and it makes sense. It and does make sense. And you do know sense. about nine months' time from here, we're looking at the 35th anniversary episode. We certainly are. So are we going to have a... Please, I just come to my head. Please, can it be a live episode of Sharon giving birth live on TV? <laughs> What, and um, Keanu doesn't know which room to go into? Maybe go into Maternity Ward 1, where Louise is, or Maternity Ward 2, where Sharon is. Can you imagine Letitia Dean doing live giving birth? Because you've not seen Sharon give birth on screen yet. You she have was off full screen makeup. with Dennis. Full, makeup. full hair and makeup around her yeah. in rollers. Full makeup. Yeah. High heels on. You'll see her Still. legs in the air. You'll get to see her legs. <laughs> with her red boots. Her red boots. <laughs> her red boots coming out from a cloth. Can I have a C section, please? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to push. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, it, there's lots of times this could be revealed because there we've got Sharon's fiftieth coming up, mm-hmm. which will be similar to the Phil and Grant reveal because that was at Sharon's birthday, right? So it could be then. We got the thirty-fifth anniversary, which is February, which was when if she is pregnant, that's when she'll be due. As will Louise. Yeah, so that could come out then, maybe. So there's like a few opportunities for these things to happen, and there's also Christmas Day. Like, it could be the Christmas storyline. Yeah, but I don't know. I think you're right. So I think it's... bits are going to come out when? <laughs> no, I think... <laughs> and it... from who? <laughs> I mean, the extenders have the advantage also that Christmas would be a perfect opportunity to set up, basically get everything set up ready for the big... February. Yeah, mm. for February. So, like, some things might come out maybe at her birthday and then something else mm. comes out at Christmas mm. and then everything pops out in February. Babies and all. So, yeah, very heavy, Mitchell. The only thing that worries me of this storyline is that when it all does come out do you think it's kind of leading to a letitia dean break she does like four her year breaks break. yeah and it's we're getting to that point aren't we mm. it's been about eight years yeah because at the end of the storyline it's it's gonna be a bit hard for her to just settle back down exhausting um, as well if she's giving birth <laughs> live um so yeah i hope it's not because i don't want the square without sharon i mean absolutely sharon has just come i mean she's been reborn (laughs) honestly she has this past year this new sharon has been Mm. oh just but i don't want to watch dean break though but i'm just thinking this big 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 storyline big year of mitchell's it's gonna I hope mm. it doesn't though another thing is is that obviously a lot of the mitchell's inverted commas tend to do christmas pantomime Mm. So it'd be very difficult for them to maybe do a big Mitchell story over Christmas unless they can convince them in the contract to not... have to say no, Phil. 
You don't get that extra yeah, but, pay. Yeah, but it's probably in his contract that yeah. he's allowed to go out for a month. So, it, it, I, yeah, I reckon a birthday thing. You know, you were saying at the top of the show that Shianu, big explosion of Shianu is is coming. Mm, so many things. It's very, it's very. Um, they still unstable. need to make Ben into it. Yeah, I think mm, somehow. I'm, mm. I'm guessing Ben may find out that Sharon and Keanu have had an affair. Maybe Ben will find out, and then Ben seems to be the one who finds these things out, doesn't yeah. he? Very sneaky, sneaky gay. He's a sneaky gay. Gets it from his father. <laughs> oh yeah. Hiding behind doors and gets it things. from his grandmother Peggy. Yeah, it all so goes down the from. line, you see. Um, so yeah, I'm assuming Ben needs to be mixed into this as well. I, I'm sure it will be. Mm. And like I say, when Kate Oates and obviously John Sen came into the soap, they were very much emphasising the Mitchells, the Mitchells, the Mitchells, the Mitchells. Mm. So it has to be. It has to be a big Mitchell story. If it's not at Christmas, then the birthday episode, mm. the 35th. Yeah, because it's the big one as well, 35. They mm. do it every five years, they do a big one. So Sharon <laughs> giving birth live on TV, please, Letitia Dean. You write itself. You've heard it here first, <laughs> in her kinky boots. Right, so next up we have the final storyline. And again, one of the best storylines in recent history. I mean, Kathy has a storyline. She does. She's got... She's got a storyline, she's got a business, she's got notes, money, all sorts going on. It's all on. coming in, isn't it? And uh, and she's leaked slowly the information. Yeah, she's just slowly getting on with it, isn't she? Yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah, just quietly. All this drama not behind making... the scenes. Yeah, she's just was... yeah, getting on with it. So, yeah, if this was Ian, then Ian would be telling everyone about it, being really pompous about it. But no, not Kathy. She does her shift at the cafe, sits at a table at the cafe, gets her little, what those boards, those mood boards out. <laughs> got her mood board out. Predominantly rainbows. Yes. I think she just sees the gay world as one big rainbow. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, bless her. She's kind of admitted to herself that she doesn't really have an, a clue what she's doing. She's just buying the album. She doesn't have a queer eye. No. She had a little chat with um, Ben saying, I sold your necklace. Don't be mad. I know it was stolen, so I've sold it. Mm. And she could have made more money if he had a receipt. <laughs> she really emphasised that. She really bitch. nailed that home, didn't she? She was like, oh, I got 100 grand, but I could have made double that. You bitch. Yeah. Um, but then that's where she gets the idea of maybe opening a gay bar because she's the best mum in the world. She's worried that Ben hasn't found a boyfriend. Yeah. He's just hooking up with these men in her in her house. <laughs> she's happy for them to come and go, yeah. but she wants them to settle down. So she's going to open a business so she may be able to find a boy close to home for him. I know. I mean, what a mum. What yeah, a mum. 200,000 pounds, nothing. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open a business so my son can find a boyfriend. Can hook up with someone easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. No, no. You know I do love that she's bought this. And I, I, yeah. wonder, I wonder if that's like, she's going to do a little mention about um, Wilmot Brown. Like, oh, if, if he could see me now on the opening day or something. I hope so. I hope so. Because yeah. it, this is, she said herself, it's it's almost clearing the grey clouds. It's mm. like the last thing that she just needs to forget and move on from. Mm. And it's, it, it's got lots of things to learn. Because opening a gay bar, there's lots of things to learn, apparently, that she does not know. No, but she has a lot of allies. She has Kim. And what Kim <laughs> doesn't know about gay clubs, you can write <laughs> on the back of a stamp and lick it. That was so funny, that scene of Kim. Mm, because um, Kim is feeling really down and still a bit moody yeah. about Kathy had bought to annoy it. me, Kim, actually, because she just is annoying all the time. Like, she's never happy for anyone else, is she? Like, she's Chantelle moving into the house or Denise opening the business or Kathy mm. buying the album. She's, like, really being really horrible. But I thought this scene of her, like, really being... Like her face lit on fire, like light lit up when she heard it was going to be a gay bar. And she, yeah, she was quite funny actually. It was quite she was a great. Good scene for her. I mean, she was humbled, wasn't she? And so she she realized, but, but it was 
but it was something that she was interested in, so she was able to relate. Mm. Although Denise kind of hit her back down to the ground, didn't she, when she said, like, are you getting paid for talking to, uh, to Cathy? <laughs> no, you're getting paid to be here. But, you know, when Kim came back in, she had this new zhuzh, didn't she? She wanted to help the woman and mm. have her nails painted, and she apologised for being late. And it was, you know, it was nice to see Kim back on her feet. The old Kim that we mm. love, the spicy, exciting Kim. <laughs> and she has all her gay contacts in Scotland. Yeah, apparently there's. I've I've been to Edinburgh, and admittedly, I didn't remember seeing such a big gay scene. But do correct me if I'm wrong. But you're was... like Kathy. I don't know. <laughs> I'm blinkered. I'm blinkered through it all. But um, a few people said on Twitter there wasn't. There's not really much of a scene in Edinburgh. You haven't got the right contacts, like Kim. Well, absolutely. Kim spent a few months there recently. Remember, two babies. She still went gay clubbing <laughs> <laughs> with Pearl. Oh yeah, oh, I bet Pearl was a hit at the gay club. <laughs> Disco um, cream. I mean, how did you did you enjoy Kathy's gay lesson? That was fun. I did. I thought it was funny. I thought she it was learned really about good. the gays and about the lesbians. Yeah, the gays is otters, bears, uh, all kinds of gays. Yeah. I can't even think of them. And then tribes, lots of different tribes. tribes you're which right. Which one's Ben? Which one's Callum? And then there's lipstick lesbians. Gay. Callum, mm, twink. He's a bit twinky, isn't he? <laughs> he is. Bit doesn't quite know the ins and outs of it yet. Yeah. Yeah. What's Ben though? Cub. Oh really? Because Bear's because Phil's Bear, his dad. <laughs> I mean Ben Ben's you know, he's yeah, he's a bit not He's like an otter cub. He's not an otter because he's not trim. No, it's true. So yeah, I'd agree with you on that. Cub. <laughs> so does a twink go with a cub? Yeah, why I thought, not? I thought they tribes go. Because we did mix. we did discuss also who would be the top and the bottom of Callum and <laughs> This is a family ben relationship. Show, so Sorry, you're not allowed to say those words. Sorry. But there was le- let's talk about lesbians. So there's lipstick <laughs> lesbians. But I don't know about them. There's lipstick I'm like lesbians. Kathy. Yes. Um there's uh spice rack lesbians or something. <laughs> photographer gay. Photographer <laughs> gay. <laughs> Kathy thought there's a such thing as a photographer gay. Because of the dark room. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I loved that line. It was so funny. It was. But um lovely Tina, she's being offered a job because she's manager. been a bit flat hasn't she, she the past has. few years yeah. not really done literally nothing but yeah manager of the prince albert which again risque name i like it had to be explained to kathy mm. <laughs> again again something we predicted i know we had a hot week this week good twice we, we said did. that quite like ages and ages and ages yeah, ago yeah, prince yeah. Albert. didn't think they'd actually call it that but... no well i said all oh, that's a bit naughty <laughs> and nope, they did it kathy didn't know what a prince albert was no. either so she had to have it whispered in she her did. ear and kathy's face she's like oh Ooh, very <laughs> Kenneth Williams, wasn't she? Um, I mean, I just keep thinking, could you imagine what Pete Bill would be saying right now? <laughs> Kathy running a gay bar. Kathy. Uh, what? What are you doing in there? Kathy? Ah, you're right. Yeah, you can run it. It's fine. It's all going to come near me. <laughs> and then he'll be probably be at the bar propping it up. Yeah, thank you. Pint. You'd have a pint of cocktail, like, Russian? Have a pint of Russian? <laughs> He's, oh, I'd like Pete to, I know we said that Pete has died oh, and God, so no. for him to return would be very... Just to return silly. for this. I'd love <laughs> for one to week. Like to stand outside looking and like, what's it? I don't know what it is. He'd probably see a drag queen in the gay bar and be like, oh, she's fit. Yeah. And then someone would be like, um, Pete, that's... Oh, ah, she's all right. <laughs> she can have a go. It's all right. Don't so don't come near me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pete. On Classic EastEnders, Pete's drunk at the moment in this spiral of depression he's and... been done for drink driving twice now <laughs> one of the funniest lines was <laughs> when he was at the bar and he went pipe <laughs> oh yeah and frank's like um i've told you already pete you're not welcome in here pint <laughs> he always says his pint he just has those monosyllabic answers yeah and when he was in prison and in jail he said like one word like three times i can't remember what it was and now. he laughed at the police i was like <laughs> You think you can pen me on this? Yeah, bloody. Try pen. again. <laughs> nah, you're all right. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Kathy's done it. She's gotten rid of Pete. She has. 
she's introduced the gaze and she's loving it. I can't wait for it to open. I know. I'm, I'm really... excited to see what the interior is going to be like because she had like glitter balls and rainbows and feather boas and <laughs> Her glitter. It's like, oh Christ. But we'll see. I think Tina's be... there now, so she can. Tina's there to calm Kathy well, down. Although Tina's clothes are like over the top. So oh, I don't know what true. her decorating is going to be like. Yeah, like Donnie mixture necklaces <laughs> yeah. and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and like dungarees badges with and dungarees. rainbow jumper underneath. Yeah. So it's going to be a migraine. Oh, God, yeah, Kathy and. I'm not so sure about Kathy and Tina now. Well, Spend I, the money. I kind of wish it was still Kathy and Kim, though, because I love making the Kathy and Kim joke and mm. going, look at me, and doing stuff like that. Kim might get a job there, too, barmaid. Kim would be great there. Mm. But do you think Kim would lower herself? Because she'd see that as a step down, wouldn't yeah, she? It's the gaze. So That's true. That is true. <laughs> right, so we move on to who won the week. We have and your tweets and emails. Yes. And you know me, I ain't one to gossip. Yes, it's the end of the show uh, where we do Who Won the Week, the poll that we put at the end of the week after EastEnders has ended. But before we do any of that, we find out who had won previous weeks with Ben with his magic time tunnel. Mm, not my gaping hole this week. No, your time no hole insults. Your time hole has closed up <laughs> and now you're in a spiralling mess. So w- where did you go? In the bill living room. I'm in... a mess on the floor. <laughs> it's like you've had a seizure. Oh, no, that's the other Ben. Sorry. Yeah. Right. So we had two birthdays in the past. One was missed. One wasn't. We had obviously Kim's birthday, which was mentioned on screen. So well done, guys. Happy birthday. 27th of May, 1976. That's when she was born. Oh. The other birthday of any of the characters on EastEnders. There's only two. It was the 27th of May, the same day as Kim's, 1986. So this was actually on screen. Oh, hang on. <laughs> Can we work it out? It was Vicky Fowler. Of course it was. Mm. Dirty Dens and Michelle's love child. Yes. Um, so this links in to my episode of this time last year, 2004. Vicky's here. She's lost her American accent. Oh, I remember. That. She had an American accent and then just one day decided to drop it. Well, do you know, actually, right, go on. being mean to the production team, no. they were meant to slowly um, fade the accent out because that's what happens when you move from one country to another of course um they tried to do it but because of the continuity of inside shots outside shots and things being filmed out of sync they couldn't work out when she had the accent when she didn't <laughs> oh dear <laughs> so that's why they decided in the end to just completely get rid of it just, just one like day yeah. it. Mm. i mean it's such a shame she because they, fit in. they must have known that if the actress was staying that they would have to you know lose it it was just it was silly it was silly. I mean, it would have made better sense if she maybe gone away for a month and then come back. And mm. it would have made a bit more sense because mm. then she would have been like, oh, yeah, all right there, apples and pears. <laughs> so, yeah, 28th of May, 2004. So Vicky's here. Dennis Rickman is here. Sharon's here. Dirty <gasps> oh. Den's back from the dead. Oh my God, this is classic. I know, Chrissy's here. Oh, I love Chrissy. Bring oh, back Chrissy. She so should good. be out by now. <laughs> Yeah, she should this yeah, year. Yeah. Um, Chrissy is blow drying Vicky's hair for her birthday. <laughs> oh, what kind of thing? For I did question to do? it because Vicky's like got like really short hair. There's not much she can really do. Well, it looked the same after she did it. It's probably to distract her from Dirty Den's dirty deeds, mm, isn't it? He is. He's being very peculiar. He's going off to get his suit dry cleaned, but like miles away for like no reason whatsoever. Oh, I see. So, so did... Chrissy's a bit like. Mm. Something's happening here. Yeah. We've also got Zoe, who doesn't know what to wear. Zoe! Yeah, Zoe Slater. The million dollar, the bionic woman. <laughs> she doesn't know what to wear because she wants to impress Dennis. Mm. Who wouldn't want to impress Dennis? I would, I would. Anyway, she's trying to impress Dennis Rickman. And also at the same time, Sharon. <laughs> yeah. Queen Sharon. She hasn't got her fake eyelashes on, by the way. 
yet. Ooh. And she's got quite shortish hair. So she's not quite up to Mariah Carey. Oh yes, because when I was li- <laughs> when I was listening to when I was could overhear you listening to the episode, I said to you, I said her voice hasn't quite cracked yet. No. She hasn't got that kind of smoky <laughs> yeah, the voice she has now. Oh uh, yeah, she's trying to pretend that she doesn't mind Dennis seeing other women. Ooh, I bet she she does. says, I'm your sister, not your mother. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would make sense that if we didn't know in about a year's time that that yeah, may no. not be the case. I think there'd been a thing between them and they've ah. decided to call it off. Okay. She's pretending she doesn't care, but she does care. Um, and then the party, also might say, 18th birthday for Vicky in mm-hmm. Angie's Den is awful. <laughs> it's like the most boring. Like people are like <laughs> slow dancing or doing the waltz or stuff. It's really rubbish. Well, Spencer invited. Spencer Moon's there with well, his that's girlfriend. That's right. He sucked the energy out of the room. <laughs> Sonia is having a really good time because she's loud out of the house. Again, <laughs> again, that doesn't surprise me in the slightest. This is Sonia. <laughs> and her, I think her and Martin are having problems because she's like, we are having fun, aren't we, Martin? He was like, yeah. Oh, no. So, yeah, I don't think Martin was having fun. There's a really good scene where Pauline comes over to wish Vicky, her granddaughter, a happy birthday. And Den's on the sofa. She just looks at him. So she's still holding that grudge from oh my goodness, all of those years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she says, I've got a parcel here. It's from Michelle. <laughs> she's going to phone you at 12 o'clock midday. What, English time or Pacific yes, time? <laughs> Michelle will be having her dinner then. So she'll phone. That's what she said. Yeah, but she lives in America at this point. I think so, yeah. Well, if what, is it 12 o'clock Greenwich Pauline Mean Time? Pauline said she'll be having her tea. Well, Whatever I'm questioning the time zone situation here. <laughs> we don't know when Michelle eats tea or drinks well, tea. I doubt she eats it in the morning. She might. Now, maybe she said 12 midnight time and it would be... Oh, I don't know. Yeah, but they say dinner time also on EastEnders and they mean lunchtime. Yeah. Pauline's old, isn't she? Old, that's true. Old-fashioned. Yeah. So, yeah, really rubbish party. Ends up, Sharon goes back home because she's got a migraine. <laughs> Sharon. <laughs> so Sharon. <laughs> she goes back to the flat because she thinks Dennis is there. Oh. But someone comes, pops out her head out of the fridge and Zoe's there. Her hair... Pop out, out of the fridge? Well, she's she in was the like, fridge. She's like leaning... <laughs> I couldn't find the yoghurt, so I went in to get to the back. She's leaning into the fridge oh, or okay. into a cupboard because she had wine glasses and champagne. Mm. She turned around and she was wearing his shirt. <laughs> oh, dear. But it was so funny the way it was placed. Like, like three buttons were undone like and like a bit of her bra and boobs were out. And she was like poking them like into Sharon, basically. <laughs> like To make it obvious to everyone watching that what has just happened. Don't try to out-boob Sharon. <laughs> Sharon would floor you. So, um, yeah, Sharon's very upset. Yeah. And the other storyline running across this was Ian Beale has just had the paternity results of Bobby. Oh. And he goes over to Gary, asks him to babysit, and then says, by the way, I'm the father. Oh, good. So, yeah. Phew. It's a good year, 2004. Lots of... The early 2000s was really great because that's when the Slayers were introduced. Mm. And yeah, really good EastEnders in the early 2000s. Cat and Alfie also, Cat wants to have sex with Alfie, but he's not interested and turns over and just says, good night, I love you. And she just looks shocked in the bed. But you don't turn down Cat. (laughs) Never turn down that. As usual, Cat and Alfie are on the up and down. You know that episode of um, Miranda, the comedy Miranda? Mm. And you know, she says that sometimes when she turns over in the bed, her boobs slap together. (laughs) So they make a slap sound yeah. when she turns over. Do you think that happens to Kat? Yeah. Because they are big. Well, I don't know. I think it's more of her weird bras that she wears recently. And they do push them up, don't mm. they? Like literally up into mm. like her chin. Oh, into her face. <laughs> yeah. She's just got two eyes literally. looking over her breasts. Um, but yeah, maybe. If anyone knows. It definitely happens to Big Mo. <laughs> oh, yes. Because it was mentioned, wasn't it? Mm, her boob slap. So. <laughs> I knew that didn't come from nowhere. I knew I heard it before from someone. Oh, it must be Big Mo then. She farts in. Oh, she's dirty old big man, isn't she? Dirty old big boot. Dirty. <laughs> well, there you go. That was um, Vicky's 18th birthday. So well, thank you very happy much. Happy birthday, Vicky Fowler. Yes. May you return, because I wouldn't mind a bit of uh, Fowlage. Yeah. 
Yeah. Sharon could do with the support. She really could. With Michelle as well. Think about Michelle. If Letitia Dean does leave at the end of the storyline, yeah. that's what Kate Oates and Johnson need to do. That They've got Sean. They've got Bianca. Can they get Susan Tully? One appearance. Mm. Just to be like, Sharon, come on. And then that's Sharon's like leaving thing. Have That'd we talked cool. about Bianca's return? I think we did last week, didn't Maybe, we? Maybe, yeah. yeah. It's going to be Callum, Whitney, it, wedding. Well, it's Whitney's wedding, <gasps> isn't it? Yeah, I know. Mm. You're a gay man now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's a Catherine Tate reference to anyone who <laughs> doesn't know. Uh, so, who won the week? So, every week we ask you on Twitter, Instagram, oh, and Facebook of which stories that happened on the square this week who you believe not was Scott the Talon. best one. Oh, did we haven't watched any of that, so I don't no, even know what's going on. Is way better. I really, yeah, I have to say, I'd, I'd like to know how it's done. Who hasn't won the week? I mean, that's more difficult. With the results, they're so close seriously close Ooh. that it, it's just yeah, hot and bothered. I know but let me tell you with the uh, the four stories we <laughs> dished out there was Queen Kath and Kim mm. which later became obviously the gay club story there's Taylor's versus Mitchell's which is the picnic story Bex's hide and seek which is obviously the everyone's story everyone's, yeah, <laughs> apart from Bex the whole <laughs> cast um, and Callum outed <gasps> which is the Callum Whitney and Ben story oh yeah so out of those four who do you think came second Second mm. picnic story, the Mitchells and Taylor. It did. Yeah, Ooh. 28% of the vote. Third place was Bex's Hide and Seek. So out of Queen, Kath and Kim and Callum Outed, <gasps> the two gay stories, the two LGBT know, first and last. Q stories. Who came first and who came last? Well, I'm hoping, I don't hope, I wanted Kathy to be higher, but Kathy last and Ben and Callum first. Cause uh, that, yep, absolutely it? right. Callum Outed got 29%. So it was so close. 29%. Taylor's and Mitchell's 28%. Bex's Hide and Seek 22%. And then Queen Kath and Kim 21%. Oh. So, you know, good. the rainbow good flags things. are flying. I mean, social media did go a little bit crazy when that happened with Callum and Ben. I went crazy. <laughs> ben went crazy. Everyone went crazy. There was mess up against the wall. Um, but social media really was like firing off it was electric no one knew what was happening so mm. but that's that's the point and this is the whole thing about his end no one knew was it was happening about it. we all knew that there was going to be a story where ben and callum had a fight about a stolen vehicle but we weren't told any more than that and this is how soaps need to publicize themselves it's perfect you're told just about enough to suck you in mm. and then you'll get <laughs> no callum's then... told just enough to suck him in <laughs> and then and he's anyone and then they give you the knockout blow on a friday as well perfect ben was... gave callum a knockout blow oh, for god's sake and it was perfect <laughs> now you guys know why ben was chuckling to himself he's coming out with all these puns at the beginning of the show and he's been having a great time and you're the since. one that said something that may just ruined everything <laughs> um a few comments from everyone again thank oh, you for right. getting in touch with us on twitter at eastenders week at hufflepuff lock said this week has been the best in ages is that every story has been electric the soap has been top notch without having to rely on a big bumper story completely agree really really top notch story melanie williams on facebook which you can find us by looking eastenders weekly podcast by searching that and then clicking on our group and joining says i thought some think like this would happen i could tell from ben's face when he looked at him i mean ben did look like he was enjoying himself. he was enjoying himself quite a lot let's just say um on instagram uh we people have got in touch as well again you can get in touch with us on instagram by looking up at eastenders weekly podcast at jckwllc said bex running away was my highlight to shoreditch high street there you go that's where she went shoreditch high street that was your highlight that was, that was his highlight <laughs> at eastenders insta said one of the best weeks of the year eastenders works so well when it's got a proper ensemble cast couldn't agree with you more. Mm. Um, we had loads of comments on Twitter and our Facebook and our Instagram. 
we can't read them all out because this show would be twice the length. But thank and you. No so, one wants that. And no one wants that. No one wants twice the length. So <laughs> apart from Ben. Stop it. Stop it. We're not doing this. Um, so thank you so, so much. But uh, we also got an email this week and a question. And uh, don't forget, you can email us by going to by going to nothing, by just typing into the two box, eastendersweekly at gmail.com. And it's from Alison. It says, hello, Ben and Alex. Not hello. happy that Ben came first, but still. I'm the host. <laughs> I have been listening for several months. Ben and came re- first. Oh, oh, goodness. <laughs> I've been listening for several months and I really enjoy your podcast. I live in the US and my husband and I watch EastEnders, but we don't have any others who do. So it's nice to have you to talk to. Join the Facebook group. There's lots of people from America on there that chat. Yes, absolutely. I have a question. Why, oh, why is Jay not living above the funeral home? This flat has been sitting empty and he decides to give it to a new underling and Whitney. This, like so many other aspects of EastEnders, made no sense. Mm-hmm. Or am I missing something? Please enlighten me. I said the same thing. Now, I think it's because Pam and Les want a couple to move in. And because Jay obviously isn't with anyone officially, that's why Jay didn't take up Why would the they flat. want a couple? Well, because it's more of a stable income and... Yeah, but Jay's running their actual business. That's quite stable. Yeah. I thought it was stupid. Because, like, it's been empty this whole time. No, it has. Yes, absolutely. I was like, what, Pamela is just waiting for a storyline to happen for someone to move in, basically. Well, no, also, they, they might have known that Jay needed someone to help him because he literally has been running that funeral parlour on his own for, what, months since yeah, Billy got right. caught he's out. Yeah, Billy. Yeah. Um, but I do. I think it's something to do with that. I think that Les and Pam are quite traditional and they would be more happy that a couple might look after the flat better while Jay being a single man might trash the place or something. You know, something along those yeah. lines, you know. Ben might be moving in there soon with um Callum. Ben's lived there before with Paul. Yeah, Paul used to live there. Mm-hmm. So I think that comes up next week, actually. <laughs> something else comes up next week. Um, he he um, sees Paul's old bedroom. Oh, so he does go to the flat then if he sees Paul's yeah, old I bedroom. I think they have a housewarming party. Oh, don't invite... Oh, goodness sake... <laughs> Not coming out 101 is, Callum, don't invite the man who knows that you are gay, or possibly gay, to a housewarming party where there's lots of alcohol, <laughs> lots of opportunities to lots tell people. Lots of memories people, about bed. Lots of memories about the bed. Oh. Can't wait for that episode. Oh, I know, I know. I, I, I'm saying all these things, but inside I'm like, yes, I can't wait to see it. I mean, next week is going to be really exciting. I'm so excited. And don't forget to listen to next week's podcast, because we release this every Sunday on your favourite podcast app, on iTunes. And also on YouTube. And you can also find every Tuesday a spoiler cast that Ben presents. Yes. And it just gives you a bit of juicy information of the week ahead or a few weeks ahead. If you listened to it two weeks ago, you may have seen a Callum and Ben little hint in there as well from me. That's right. right. And you can only find that exclusively on YouTube. Just so anyone who's subscribed to our podcast doesn't get a spoiler unnecessarily so so you can only listen or watch it on our youtube channel don't forget you can find us on youtube as i say by just looking at eastenders weekly podcast you can find us on twitter at eastenders week you can find us on instagram at eastenders weekly podcast you can find us on facebook find our group by searching eastenders weekly podcast and ask to join you can email us eastendersweekly at gmail.com and don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app and if you're on itunes give us a five-star review and a comment because it really helps us out yes that's great. So I think we both need to go clear up and we'll see you all next week. I think you need a hose down. <laughs> <laughs>